Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Hello, and welcome to the Lovability Podcast. It's July 1st. We made it, Brad. Uh, well, the first half of the year. Yeah. <laughs> now we got to deal with the how is How are we six <laughs> months into the year? It's insanity. Um, oh we want gosh. a do-over. Uh, anyway, so welcome to the Lovability Podcast today. Uh, I'm back with Psychic Brad. So excited. And, uh, you know, we're always... We always have topics. I mean, there's always topics in my world uh, just because of what I do. Uh, I get fueled uh, topics all the time through clients and friends and such. But uh, this week I had posted something about, we're talking about love languages. Mm -hmm. And uh, it fueled a really interesting conversation. So uh, I thought I would bring it to the podcast so we could talk about it because there was, there's a lot of controversy around the five love language and as Brad and I were discussing it, one of the things that Brad said, and I'm going to let Brad say it because I keep forgetting exactly the words he used, but they were perfect because it goes beyond the five love languages. Uh, the five love languages are a great foundation, but they're just part of it. And I feel like more and more what I end up saying to all of my clients, regardless of where our conversation is, it's always about you've got to find somebody that loves like you do. And we're, which, which, which would be contrary to the five love languages in a sense, because would it, do I think the best thing to do would be to find somebody that had the same, same love language? Like if yours is quality time to find somebody else? Yes. That would make the most well, sense. Well, I mean, that's your picture easiest. perfect, right? That's the picture perfect. It, yes. I mean, that's it your would utopia. be easier. Sure. Absolutely. It would be easier. I mean, obviously there's a lot of other factors, which is what we're going to talk about today. Right. But what was the other thing you, had, the words that you used? I keep asking you to say it because I keep. How thinking. to love someone. I don't know why I can't seem to remember. Seems pretty easy. <laughs> well, it's a big term and I love that he said it. I mean, because that's essentially what we're going to talk about today yeah. is how to love somebody. Yeah. And sometimes loving somebody means loving them the way that they love too and recognizing what that love, what their love language is and what that love looks like. And it's not just a language. So uh, there's lots of components to it. I think like, we, like you know, I've been talking about is I look at it as a, it's kind of a starting point. It's kind of a little manual, mm -hmm. a reference point, right? If you read the book, and you've kind of gone through some of the exercises. It's just kind of a base to get you started in, so, in that process of learning. So uh, years ago, uh, I had a magazine out and I did a launch for it. And this was like literally probably 13 years ago. And uh, I had the five love languages at, I was selling it also at my event. Um, but I've never read the book. I was telling Psychic Brad. So I've actually never read the book. I've read parts of it. Um, <laughs> I have about this much patience for things, um, and I don't like to sit down. So uh, I've read part of it. Um, I've read a lot online, and uh, and I've also done the quiz a million times because people should go on books by Gary Chapman. Uh, he's got a million different oh, he's books, got love languages too. Kids. Love languages he's got... for everybody. By the way, they do have audio books. Okay. So you can walk and listen. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so, it's amazing um, technology. I'm usually amazing. on my phone when I'm doing anything. Uh, so having said that, though, everybody should take the Love Languages quiz. It only takes about five minutes online. 
And you'll be surprised. I need to take it again. It's been a while. But you'll be surprised how at, when you get out of every relationship and as you evolve, your love languages change. Uh, so what were your love languages, Brad, the last time you took it? Uh, words of affirmation, physical touch uh, are my one and two, and they'll flip-flop back and forth. And then probably quality time and then acts of service and gifts. Probably, or did you not yeah. take the quiz? No, I've taken it several times, but they flip-flop. You know, he talks about that in the book, that you will adjust as you're going through life. Yeah. And so my bottom three will probably move around different spots when with three, four, and five. But for sure, it's words of affirmation. We're going to take it book. again. We'll let you know next week. Which I think, and I've talked to, I've talked to you about this, talked to a lot of my friends about this um, and my guy friends, is that I think a lot of men are going to be words of affirmation. We got to have that build up. We got to have. I think everybody's words of affirmation. That's the one thing I found in coaching is everybody needs to hear it. Everybody needs to hear some type of affirmation, whether you love them, you find them attractive, you want to be with them, you enjoy spending time with them, they make you happy, whatever it is. I know a lot of women that are quality time though. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think my love language is quality time. Uh, although I don't have much time. Um, but, uh, that is, that would be my love language. You know, when I took it last, I tied all four quality time, acts of service, uh, physical touch and words of affirmation ever. No, every one of them, I think acts of service was one point higher, but the rest of them, they were all tied and the, and gifts, was like somewhere at the bottom, like did even barely registered. So that's it's not. Don't buy me gifts. I, I'd rather have your time. Well, you know, it's beyond just buying gifts too. So that's the other piece of these things. Is there's really a lot to. It's not just, wow, honey, you're so great. That's not really just words of affirmation. There's a lot more to it, which... So let's... Can we unpack it? Let's unpack it, as Brad says. Again, every time Brad says he wants to unpack it, I think, why wasn't Brad at my house when I was moving at the end of February? But that's okay. Not that's that a, kind of that's another. Mm-mm. That's another time, another story. Okay, so, uh, so the one thing that I... The controversy with the five love languages... And any kind of love language, in a sense, or any kind of way in which we love each other, is how much how much do we need to know about the other person? Under and we do need to understand them, and we do need to listen to what makes them tick. But how much of that is bendable, and how much is not? Because I've had clients. I use this example with Brad, and it was it, it it's probably one of the most blinding uh, cases I had. But I had a woman, they'd been married for 16 years, and th- his main uh, his main concern, now, besides the fact that he was cheating, um, but, uh, besides the fact, but, but. There's that. Yeah, there was that. But his love language was physical touch. Shocker. No shocker. <laughs> exactly. Not a shocker. But uh, his love language was physical touch. And she was one of those people that she didn't grow up with it. So she wasn't a touch or like she did. She like, there's some people like me that touch everybody and touch everything. She did. She did. COVID. She did. <laughs> I do not have COVID. It's not funny. I don't. Anyway. So, um, so she's one of those. Some people aren't comfortable with touch if they weren't given touch and they weren't touched as a child and they, it was not something that they were get because that is love languages come from where we came from they their their origin sure, is how we grew up uh but uh she didn't want she didn't 
Even when she tried to force herself, like she'll be like, I tried to lay with him. I tried to sit and touch him on the leg. Like he, I mean, it was every ounce of it was forced. That's a big one. And it didn't work. I mean, they got a divorce. It didn't, it obviously other issues, you know, uh, arose. Um, And yeah. So anyway, but, but how much of those things can we change, Brad? How much of those things can we change and how much can we not change? And fundamentally, we need to find somebody. Got the COVID. <laughs> Brad just sneezed. Why is it when anybody sneezes or coughs, you're like, Ugh. Um, anyway. Yeah, uh, we used to not worry about it. Now we're like, oh my God. Keep your snot to yourself, Brad. No, I want to. I want to. I want to rewind on physical touch because you and I had a had a quick discussion about this. I think that one's is one of the more difficult ones to deal with mm-hmm. because it is a physical act. Right. And if you are raised or not around, like my family's a hugging family, and you know all that kind of stuff. But if you're not raised that way or around that, or right, it, I think that's a that's a tough one to learn if. Based on your example, if you're like not you comfortable said, with it's it, an, it's a comfort thing. And, and versus I can figure out a way in my day to spend more time with you. Mm-hmm. I can figure out a way to boost you up with words. I can do things for you and access service. I can buy a little gift or I can make a little gift. But if I'm doing something that, that potentially really affects my physical being to do that act, that's a big, I think that was one of yeah, the Yeah, or if it's ones. a stretch, like if it's outside of your comfort zone, it's, yeah. it, I mean, relationships are all about sacrifice. This is not to say that you shouldn't sacrifice for somebody, but if it's outside of your comfort zone and it doesn't come natural, how much of it are you going to be able to do? How long are you going to be able to maintain it? And how consistent yep. is it going to be? So it's a tough one. That, so, one's, that one's to me is just one of the more tougher ones. Yeah. My thought on that is if we could find somebody fundamentally that were the same. So I was just telling this story last night to one of my friends, uh, and we were talking about love languages and the things that are important and lessons, you know, I've even learned, uh, obviously. Uh, so my family was the cleavers growing up. I grew up with, uh, the beaver cleaver. No, I'm not kidding. Like we had five kids in my family. We went to church together every Sunday. We had dinner at six o'clock every night. My mom, meat, potatoes, like we had every, like it just, my mom made a hot meal. If we got a TV dinner, it was a treat. It's that amazing never what happened. happens when you sit on the table and turn off a TV. Yes. Yeah. I, and, I, and we wa- listen. We communicate. Sunday night was Disney together as yeah. a family. You had like your shows did, during the week. You yeah. all sat down after dinner and watched. We did everything together. Yeah. And, uh, and so when I got married, uh, I thought that you know, I would make dinner for my husband. Like every night, even though he was busy and working. I was working. Uh, I would come home and make dinner for him. Can you see Jen in an apron? I never wore aprons. Yeah, very funny. A muumuu? <laughs> There's uh, a lot of people out there who don't know what a muumuu is. I kind of don't. But anyway, uh, so so having said that, um, uh, anyway, so Sorry. when I got married, I thought that my I would make dinner every night, put it on the table, and thought that my husband would be home. And it was not how he grew up. Like right. he grew up making coffee for his mom because she was not domesticated like right. that. And so, uh, so anyway, long story short of it, uh, I had to learn that that was not something even that was love to me though. Like that was love. Like if he came home and, and ate my dinner that I cooked and we sat down together and broke bread and talked, that was love to me because it was quality time. Right. And yeah. acts of service too. Yeah. Um, but, 
but that was not his love languages and nothing I was going to do was going to change who he was. That was not something. I'm sorry, but when you're an adult, it's hard to change. Well, and I think that's the point of why he wrote the book was to give us a baseline and some support in understanding exactly what you just said. The old, and you've talked about it here on the podcast. We've talked about it a lot, but he ain't going to change ladies and men. She ain't going to change either, but it's how to love that person the way they are and what they, their expectations are. And I think that's why it, it, it's just a real helpful tool because it does give you that baseline to understand why they are the way they are and why they need, you know, fill the love tanks. Like you right. talked about in the book, keep their love tanks full. Right. Um, and it gives us some methodologies of, of doing that. You know, but if Instead our brain doesn't figure it out, but if your brain doesn't work that way, let's just say it's acts of service um, or word, and words of affirmation. And so, you know, you, they're, they're, I think one of the suggestions in the book, because I actually just got an email from Gary Chapman this morning with this, that uh, one husband wrote on the mirror of the bathroom every morning in like some kind of like a race marker, uh, like a nice message for his wife. Um, maybe not every morning, but sometimes. And that was like a, that was a way to speak her love language. I mean, that's effort. Like, what if you forget, you know? I well, mean, I just, but I think, I think, you know, at the same time though, and, and you talk about this, it is effort. And if you love that person and you want to be with that person, and you want to stay with that person, suck it up and, and do what needs to get done or get out because that's your, I mean, it, it, it this is an effort. Love is a verb, as you say, have said before. It, and you do have to learn. And, and again, if you're not willing to do some of those things, then you need to look in a mirror. I think that it's not about your willingness to do it. I think it's about the ease of how how repetitively and consistently it's yeah, done. exactly. I mean, because we understand love in our own terms. We understand love the way we express it and the way that we receive it. And that's through our love language and our values. And that is why it's so important to find someone that speaks a similar language and has similar values. You know, I was just uh, speaking with a client this morning and we were talking about, um, he's, a, he's a father. Uh, and we talked about how, you know, people get to a per point, an age where they, some like men or women don't want to uh, have younger children. Right. Right. I guess son's like maybe seven. Um, darling little boy, dating somebody that said, I never want to have kids. You know, she did, she doesn't want to have kids. And, um, that's a, that's a, that's a point. Like there's a point where you have to decide, okay, here we're together. This is, that's a, that's a value. Like that's his lifestyle for the next, you know, 12, for the rest of his years. life. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, really, but until sure. that, until that child is, you know, 20 something and leaving for college, hopefully, um, then, that is, that's a lifestyle choice. And those are things we need to think about and decisions we need to make before we get in relationships, because those are fundamental decisions. And if it's not something you're choosing, there will be, yes, are there sacrifices? Can you make them? Yes, you can. But if you don't want to, and if you're, you know, if that's well, I think not you're talking about, you I think you're back to your deal breakers that you talk about too. You, it, there's going to be some of those deal breakers that are non-negotiable. That's why it's a deal breaker. Well, would a but love if, language be not? Yes. If somebody wasn't so. spending I mean, time with I, me. We might disagree on that. We can have that discussion if you want to, but I don't think if I'm with someone and I say my love language is the words of affirmation, 
and we walk through the book and we take the quizzes and she understands what a words of affirmation is. If she's not willing to take that step, then what am I doing that's with an, someone that doesn't want to like, that's an easy one. That's an easy one. Words of affirmation okay. are, that's an easy one, but talk about things like quality time for people that are not like quality time is not their love language. Mm -hmm. That's not something you're almost twisting somebody's arm to show them to, and not, nobody wants to be in that relationship where somebody doesn't value the time with their partner. You can't make somebody value something they don't value. No, but I think what you have to do is we have to dig down deeper. That doesn't, all that means is when you're on the date with that person, put the phone up. That's as simple as it can be uninterrupted. Don't pick up the phone call from work at seven o'clock when you're on the date. I mean, unless you're a surgeon or something, right? It's emergency. But it is, there are some breakdowns where you can simplify this stuff and not make it so difficult because quality time is just uninterrupted. So, you know, pay attention, be there in the moment, which we always talk about, be intentional. Right. It's the same concept. The quality time is the same concept. So, yeah, there are times when I kind of raise my hand, other than physical touch that we just talked about. But most of these, in my opinion, are pretty simple. Like even if Have you, you ever don't... been with somebody that spoke a different love language as you? Yeah. How'd it work out for you? He's single, by the way. Yes, I know. We always have to bring that up. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was like the Debbie Downer stare. We yeah. needed that gong or whatever. Oh, when... <laughs> uh, yes, but I don't know. I'd have to, you guys jump on Facebook and tell us if you've met someone that has your exact love languages in the exact, I have. Well, in the exact same order. Well, you're single, so I guess that didn't work out either. <laughs> so I, was just I, don't, I, I guess this is where I'm back to, what I'm back to trying to say is that I don't think this is the tell all be all. I think it's a, a fundamental tool and a little manual to kind so, of help you get So Brad, going. honestly though, we could say like we did share partially the same love language and partially this is where I said it's not all about love languages there were values that we didn't share that right. that related to the love languages and that that was the deal breaker for me yeah um and it did relate to quality time even though quality time was his love language the way that we expressed that was completely different. Right. Was completely quality time to him was quality time with his friends. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and so, see, and that's why I think that's why we're back to you have to take the time to sit down with your person and walk through this stuff and say, how do you define it? We, Tell me what your quality time is. And you is, can see you how know? somebody defines it. And I think yeah. the important part is is that we need to understand that we can't if if Somebody is set in their ways and they are happy with who they are and their life the way that it is and their values the way that they are. You're not going to change it. You can be very special. They could love you, but everybody's got to be happy, you know? So, so when it comes to the love languages, use it as a, use it as a guideline. Right. It's kind of a base. Yeah. It's a base. So Mike got on here earlier and now we're, we're kind of talking about um, this, what he wrote and he said, if the other is not in sync, I'm guessing the other is the other person, I think you can become love avoidant to that person. So like if you don't figure this out and kind of get, and, and again, I'm not saying, and I don't think you are either, that the love languages is the only way to go. That's not what we're saying. It's just kind of a, a, a thought, a thinking process to understand and, and, and get to know and how to love someone. And I think that's what he's talking about. Because there could be other... You could technically have all your love languages in sync and it still not work. 
if read what he said stuff. again about love avoidant. I'm trying to understand He says it. if the other uh -huh. is not in sync, I think you can become love avoidant to that person. Oh, okay. So you just kind of say... Yeah, because they're not because they're not meeting your needs. Right. Love and, tanks are empty. Yeah, you're they're not meeting your needs. So it's almost a resentment can can set in and all kinds of things can happen from John there. had a funny one. He said, I grew up in a family who yelled a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I guess that explains a few things. <laughs> We've all been there. There's always been yelling. That's what makes a family a family. You gotta have a little yelling in there. You know, can't be all quiet all the time. Okay. So do we want to walk through some of these or do you want to, you know, do we want to actually kind of look into each one of the love languages and kind of walk through them? Well, uh, we could definitely do that. Uh, I think majority of people have read the book, but let's go through the five. I think it'd be good yeah, to hit the quick, five. Quick synopsis. Uh, so we've, we have talked already uh, about physical touch. Uh, and, and people need to understand something. That doesn't mean sex. Yeah, it it's a sense. part of it, but that is not, it's hand holding. It's a touch on the shoulder. It's a, a little pat on the back. It's a hand. It's a but kiss it means sex hand. too. Sure. I mean, if somebody's love language is physical touch, they probably, probably, that's probably important to them as well. Sure. Right. Because that's how Completely. they express themselves. And that's the way that they receive love. We have to remember that as well. Um, and those are, that is something interestingly enough with my clients my physical touch clients, they will tell me they'll notice firsthand if they're on a date with somebody and somebody else is not comfortable. This is important though. Yeah. If your love language is physical touch and I'm a touchy person, so I get this, um, <laughs> don't touch people inappropriately or before they're ready. You have to have boundaries with it. Meaning it, even mean? if it's Watch. just you're sitting <laughs> together at dinner and maybe you reach over and as a gentleman, maybe you put, it's a first date and you put your hand on her leg. That's a little, yeah, that's first date. That one's, I yeah. mean, it, it, it could be harmless. It could be completely yeah. harmless, Brad. Like I totally get where somebody could do yeah. that. And I'm a physical touch person and I would probably be offended if yeah. somebody did that yeah, on a first gotta, date. You gotta be careful on the Yeah, touch, I'd be like, so. whoa, you know, yeah. space things. You know, the other thing too <laughs> with that is you do have to kind of earn that as well for somebody that has strong boundaries. Uh, I think that's appropriate as well. It's weird that this conversation is, again, I think there's well, so many things that evolve around these love languages. Boundaries is one of them. If somebody has strong boundaries, you want to make, sh test them out first. Don't get in people's space. Like when you first meet somebody, if they're going in for the hug, right? They're going in for the hug. You can go in for the hug sure. if you're comfortable. Um, if they're not, if they're holding themselves, you know, together and they're not going in for the, don't try to do it because you, if you step over that boundary too quick, that person's going to be instantly not feel safe with you. Right. You know? Right. And security is a big one for females. Yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. Well, and I think at that point, you're talking about touching the leg. You, you have, you're just learning about each other. You don't know what anything about each other. Right. So, you know, if she's not physical touch, and that's really going to. I always really get a kick out up. of, like last night, I'm with a friend of mine at dinner, and they put us in one of those little booths, those cozy. Well, first of all, if they put you in too big of a booth, you're like, where do I sit? Right. Because are we going to like yell Well, now at each you have to sit across? across from the table because you have to have the six feet. But if you're on a first date and you get one of those booths, like, that's a weird deal. Like, I would tell them I want another table. Give somebody space when you're getting to know them. Respect their boundaries, whether they're physical touch or not. Respect somebody's boundaries because that's a big deal breaker. That's a big deal breaker. Right off the bat. Yeah. All right, let's talk words of affirmation. And Brad wants to get to words. 
Okay. Well, no, it's just next one on the list. Okay. <laughs> so I'm just following the list. Okay. So words of affirmation. So uh, that's obviously uh, that's obviously not just compliments, which I think um, affirming is where people think it's compliments. It's not compliments. It's affirming how you feel. That's expressing your feelings. I hear this one a lot too from my clients yep. is that people don't tell somebody how they're feeling or if they appreciate them. They don't, it's even as sometimes it's as simple as thanking. If a gentleman takes you out to dinner or does something for you, thank him. It's the text before you get home that yeah. says, I really had a nice time. Thank you for dinner. Right. That's words of affirmation. Right. I think the other thing is and too. People is, notice that, especially men notice if somebody doesn't, if somebody doesn't say thank you. Well, and it, it's not smoke. It needs to be genuine. I think that's the other thing that people confuse this with when they start to try to do it too much mm -hmm. and say, well, his love languages or her love is word of affirmation. So I got to, it's not blowing smoke. Right. It has to be genuine, but it can also be as simple as, wow, honey, you sure look nice today. You look good in that suit. He didn't mean that. What? Yeah. <laughs> no, I was talking about like in general. I know. I know. <laughs> not that you don't look bad. <laughs> That looks bad. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's another thing. It's like, it is, don't overthink something. Don't of tell a woman stuff. she doesn't look bad. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look bad, honey. Well, you look exceptionally you you average look today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, because I had, this is, this is one of my big ones in, in a relationship I was in. She was like, oh, that's all you ever want. You just want me to blow and, and blow smoke and tell you all this, how great this is and all this. Stop laughing. I, call, I didn't catch myself soon enough. I should have. Anyway, y'all know what we're talking about. So, and, and it's not that. So don't overthink it either. That's the simplicity of the book and what he's trying to do is make this as simple as possible. We should probably move on to quality time. <laughs> Because I've lost Jennifer now. She's gone. It's just I'm my, right here. It's just, it's love Billy right with sidekick Brad I'm right here. Because she's, she's gone. Okay. So, um, so back to business. Um, Quality but... time. <laughs> I, this is, we should just stop. We done. Let's go to Facebook. <laughs> Any questions? Um, Brant says, I think it's a known known after the relationship gets to a certain level. One or both of the partners will not be getting what they need from the relationship. Well, that's kind of a bummer. They may not have even been aware of what it is that's missing. But that's probably how we find he it, is, find out. He is correct. Unfortunately, when sometimes it's too late. And and so, that's a great point because sometimes people don't go, realize that they're just not clicking. Like they may be like, well, I like them. We have great conversations. I think they're attractive. There's something, something's just not clicking. It's not really working. Um, and you know, we need to listen to that voice inside of us, that intuition. When a seed is planted that something may not be right, it's probably not right. It's your gut. It is. Yep. And, uh, one thing that people also need to understand going into a relationship is there is a give and take, right? And yes, we do need to be aware of somebody else's love languages and their needs and their wants and their desires. But we also have to know our own and we also have to respect our own. Well, sure. And show up because I think a lot You have to keep your love language. Of, you have to keep your love tanks full too. So many people, Brad, go on these first dates and they're trying to impress somebody else. And in the process of trying to impress somebody else, they're forgetting to represent themselves and, and show up as who they are too. Right. Uh, and, and, or, or try to, try to succumb and meet the needs of somebody else. 
and be who they want them, who they think they want them to be versus themselves. There's so much you can cut out by just being honest right away. Well, you have to be genuine. I mean, if if you're not putting your true self out in front, how are they ever going to get to know the true self? And same way on the other. Right. Because they're not going to fall in love with the fake. They want to fall in love with the real person. Well, and if if people aren't presenting who they are and they're trying <clears throat> to be something that they're not or they're trying to be who that person wants, yep. then they're going to find out six months, seven months down the road, yep. there it is. It's it's glaring them in the face who they are. And then feelings are involved and there's, you know, it's a lot more complicated at that point. But like Brant said, it just doesn't click. When you guys, when when you don't have the same love languages, it doesn't click. I'll tell you something else that goes along with this too uh, when it comes to, again, the things surrounding the love language, the way people communicate or don't communicate, right? So it's a lot of the same principles. Yeah, it, yep. definitely. And uh, mm -hmm. it's not just about words of affirmation. This is about the fact that we live in a world of technology now. Some people can text and be fine with it. Some people need a phone call. Some people right. don't like to be on the phone at all. Uh, and we need to be we need to be aware and kind of watch how that uh, evolves with somebody right. versus trying to make them into who we want them to be. You know, and not every... Ooh, that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that there are expectations that people have. Like if, if indeed you're very communicative and you love to text and you love to communicate, I have clients that say that. They'll say... I like somebody that, that reaches out to me. I like somebody that, you know, this may be a guy too, that wants women to reach out to him and make the first move sometimes, or, um, you know, be communicative throughout the course of the day. And maybe that person's schedule doesn't allow it. Right. I know right. we've talked about all that, but we've got to take into account, uh, that somebody's communication is a style too. It goes along with all this stuff and it's part of the package. And guess what? If you're the kind of person, and I know plenty of these people that like to keep in touch, you know, that like constant communication, whether it be right. text message. And there's some people like stuff, that, Brad, yeah. that just need it. Yeah, they do. And if that's you, you really need to find somebody else that's like that because you're not going to change somebody that's not. Right. It's, or that's they're not busy gonna... or, or whatever the case may be, they just can't do it when you want them to. That's a lifestyle thing. And that could be seen as quality time actually too. It could be seen as, as it should, it could. Or words. Or words of affirmation. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's talk about quality time then. What My does, favorite. what does that, so it's your favorite, it's your love language. What does that mean? Uh, to well, you, let's just talk about you, like what you think it means. Well, I mean, for me, it's exactly what it says. It, it's quality time together as a, as a partnership. It's doing things together uh, you, that you enjoy together where you're having a good time with your partner. That could mean, like for me, that could mean me being with my partner and being with 20 of our friends watching a football game. You know, I mean, I'm good with that. That's quality time because I'm also enjoying football. I'm getting to do something So what about, so <clears throat> let's, let's dig in a little bit. What about going to a movie? Well, if you like movies, then that might be quality time. And but, see, and I look at it as, is it quality time if there's not conversation? Some type of you're just interaction. sitting there. You're just sitting there watching the movie. Now, but I think that's the point. To some people, that is totally that's quality completely time. quality time, and that's the whole point we're trying to make. Is you can go to a football game with twenty of your friends, and there's somebody else out there who says, "I would love to just go watch a movie and sit down and just." I think it's been five it. years since I've been to a movie, Brad. I'm not kidding. Like, throw me. The I'm last, afraid to ask what the, it was you the saw. The last movie I saw, <laughs> oh, the last movie I saw um, was at my house, and I watched, what was that Queen movie? 
Oh yeah, the one story of yeah. That I, movie, uh, that was the I did. That was a good three and a half hours or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that was My boyfriend long. couldn't believe I sat down. He said, "I've never seen you sit down." I loved it between the music and the story. It was just yeah. so awesome. Um, but I was also home. You know, I was also at yeah. home, and yep. that sitting in a theater and that whole situation so brings up another point. Some people would t- look at quality time as Netflix and dinner or out at home or, home. or some would want to be at, out and doing something. So that's why you've got to sit down with your significant other and walk through these things because your quality time may be football games and someone else's, you know, the, the, the partner's oh, quality be time. A, it's got to be a balance though. Cause the, that's, that's right. Because if, I, if I had a partner that drug me out every day to watch sports, I would never feel like we were connecting. Well, and what so, I was saying is like his, your, his quality time may be, no, I want to watch the game from home. Mm-hmm. So see, you've got to have that. And that's where we're back to that balance. It's, you know what, at the end of the day, quality time is about how you connect with your partner. And it does help again, though. So here's where the lifestyle stuff comes in. It helps right. again, if you enjoy the same activities. So for example, if you were with somebody that didn't like football and what? you're, I know, oh, and your Sunday was getting up and putting sports center and Saturday sports center on, College game day. Oh my god! I, if we anything not, oh happens, I know. I know. Yeah, we're not talking. By about the it. way, little tidbit trivia on the way in: the New York Jets have let their season ticket holders know they can get refunds for this whole season. Oh my god! So the NFL, certain teams are starting to prep for this, and I don't like it. Anyway, sorry. okay. Uh, yeah, I digress. Brad. Brad, I'm gonna get. Why did you now. have to do that in, in the middle of this? Now I'm. Now I've got my brain. Where now? Where are? No, we? we're gonna we're gonna get into receiving gifts now because this one I think people can get really confused on. I know I did when I first started learning about it because it's not going out and buying a car or a, a ring or a necklace or it's little things. It it could be you know, a dozen flowers that you bring home from work. It could be, now they use words of affirmation on a note, but I think little handmade cards and notes and stuff love, is a gift. Love, love letters. That to me would be a it's gift. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about that because I think there's a lot of people that think receiving gifts means I got to go out and buy a new, do you know, a, a new, a new Louis Vuitton. Okay. Did you, what are you going to say? Well, I was thinking Dior, but then I oh, went, no. got it. And then I was going to, Anyway. Um, but hey, I will say, uh, we do live in Dallas and there are plenty of women that would say their love language is a new Louis Vuitton. So, uh, fair enough. It's true. Ouch. It's very, very true. That's going to leave a mark ladies. Sorry. Um, but, but Hey, I mean, I want the one that says I want a new horse and saddle <laughs> or a new dually. What's a dually? Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't even Never know. mind. We don't speak the That's same love sad. language. Brad and I, I don't know what a You're dually from Georgia, is. Georgia, you know what a dually is. I lived in the city. Okay, no um, kidding. Anyway, uh, anyway, so uh, so we were talking about gifts. Oh, gifts. So that typically that's a that is something rooted back in childhood that you find that people that had parents that showed them love by bringing them gifts. Like maybe dad traveled and dad would bring a gift home with him every time he went to a new city. And the children, then their love language tends to be actual Mm -hmm. gifts. Sure. And that's, 
you'll actually hear, I've actually heard people whose love language is gifts, that they'll say, they never give me anything. They never, they never buy me anything. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's, uh, that is a true, it's like, an important one too, because again, it's, it's one that I think can be easily fixed if, if your partner and the one person, your significant other is receiving gifts, but you need to know, you need to know, well, what are those type of gifts you expect? What, you know, is it a new purse? Is it little trinkets? Is if it somebody's love language is not gifts, if they're, if they score low, like me on gifts, they also, they also I'm much more comfortable giving them than the receiving them. They also don't really, they're not comfortable receiving them. So you need yeah. to, you need to know your partner's love language. Like that's a, that's a toughie. I've given, I've given stuff back to guys before I've told you that wow. try to give gifts on dates. I'm like, I, I don't, I'm almost offended. Do you so, find that people that have primary receiving gifts also give a lot of gifts? Like yes. if that's their primary love. Absolutely. Language, Cause that's how they love. Cause that's, that's how they, that's, that's how they what love is to them. Sure. And you know, I, was it last week? Were we talking? Well, you weren't here. Um, we were talking about um, the definition of love. Everybody's mm -hmm. definition of love is different. If you look, if, if you wrote out your definition of love, you'd start to understand how it is. Like, how do you know somebody loves you? Great question. How did you know your mom loved you? How did you know your dad loved you? Two great questions to ask yourself if you're sitting at home and wondering about, about this. How did you, how were you loved yeah. and what was love to you? How did you know you were loved growing up as a family? Even those things are the same values you'll have as an adult. And so if, you know, if also your deficits, so that's another thing too, as you take into account is the things that were missing. What were the things that you wanted and needed from your father? What were the things that you needed from your mother? Those are the things you're seeking out in a relationship with as an adult, if, if your needs haven't been met or you haven't been healed. So there's a lot around just that definition of oh, love. Yeah, for sure. So go back to the very beginning when we started and I said, Brad, what is that thing? How to, to love, love someone. How to love someone. See, why can't I remember that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, God, the whole dang conversations <laughs> about that, but it, but it's just, it's so simply put. I mean, that's, that's what it all, all of this boils down to is, how do you love somebody? You love somebody through their eyes and their world. And if you don't have enough similarities between values, lifestyle, love yep. languages, um, expression of those, it's not going to work. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it is. It's just going to be hard. And you're, you're constantly, you know, going uphill with somebody. And you're going to get you fatigue and you're going to get frustrated and it's, you know, then you get the, then you get the head bunny. Yeah. It's else, just, so. it's, it, it's so much easier to be self-aware of who you are and what you want and what you need yep. and then go from there. Does anybody have any comments? Questions? Yeah. Brant jumped back on here and I thought, I thought he made a good point about what you were talking about as you're, as you're, you know, being brought up and being raised. He said, every time my dad had to work his way back to my mother's good side, he would present her a gift. Oh, and that's how we knew that he must screwed up. <laughs> so, so, but he's taking that in, you know, he said, I think most guys think that every woman's love language is a gift, but that can't be further from the truth. Right. And, and, and it is cause we're, you know, we'll take her flowers and buy her little trinkets and nice dinners and all that. And, and she may be sitting there going, no, I just wish you'd turn your phone off when we're at dinner. Right. I want quality time. Right. So you're spinning your wheels 
And meanwhile, her love tank's just going. I feel so bad for guys that bring me flowers because my cat eats them. And so the flowers you bring me are going to my parents. My mom usually gets your flowers. I hate to say it. They're beautiful and wonderful and amazing. But I try to warn men, like, don't bring me flowers. I don't. That's not my deal. I never did understand not the my deal. with flowers. They last a week and are gone. I know. Yeah. yeah no, I'd, I'm that person that would rather have I think have it's a great gesture. Don't get me wrong. I, and I've done it and I together, will still do it. But. Or time together, uninterrupted time together. Yeah. Like that would that would be way more valuable. Or if you bring her some from your little garden or something or your or whatever, I think that's kind of cool. You'd that's like, sweet. You know, some things like that's that. That's sweet. So different, different things. I would take wildflowers or daisies or something, um, yeah. So before we wrap it up, the last one is acts of service. And I think it's another one that people get kind of confused sometimes. They think they have to do all of these things, and it can be little bitty things. So let's walk through, talk us through acts of service. Well, I mean, acts of service speaks for itself, obviously. It's those people that like to do things for others. They, they're, they're the, let me run errands for you. Let me cook for you. Let me take care of you, basically. Anything that they can do. Um to help somebody out or to make their life better, right? Yeah. Um, I think the like one of the examples that he uses is is make dinner or breakfast or a lunch. Or, mm-hmm. um, I always try to because I've been in a relationship where it's acts of service. So, you know, fold the laundry, clean up the kitchen, just yeah. little things that load the dishwasher, unload the dishwasher. Oh, little that's things, awesome. Little things like that. That, um, And I got to tell you, it sucks. If, if your maid is an acts of service and you're not a natural servant right. attitude, right. it is one that you have to, you have to, I'll tell you, have you to what, and, there, and, there's and the, get through it. There's the flip side of that too. I was just telling my friend last night, that's another thing too, is everybody's so fiercely independent these days. Yeah. And you know, I am an acts of service, probably that's all these are so hot. So yeah. a totally acts of service. If somebody didn't let me cook dinner for, or somebody didn't allow me to do something for them. Um, my, my ex would not let me take his dry cleaning. Like he would, he would spend so much time out of his day when, you know, I had more flexibility in my schedule and I was like, I'll do it for you. Let me do it for you. No, I want to do it myself. Like laundry. He wanted to fold his clothes a certain way. Like stop it. Like let somebody, cause it means something. It may mean something to somebody to be able to do that. I want that machine that folds laundry. There's a machine. Yes. It's like this big machine. that washes. If it, it could it learn folds, how to fold out. those fitted sheets, those I big giant fitted sheets. I hate those. I, hate I haven't figured it out. I, they should just like make it so it can wad up in a ball or no, something. What you do is you just take it off, you wash it and you put it back on. <laughs> that was, that was, you don't have to fold it ever. You just wash the same one over and over. Yeah. I can't um, have wrinkle sheets. That's it. That's a problem. Those sheets. I think another thing too is that is what you'll learn from some of this stuff is you'll learn to, Take one or two love languages and you'll be able to mold them into the same event. So you can take quality time and acts of service and you can fill those two tanks with one deal. Right. And that's what when you start to kind of dig through this stuff and learn about it. Where you can go to a movie, but then you go and you get their food and you go and you or you order. If you you have to. But what if that's natural? Like how great would it be if you like you had a guy that naturally led that naturally liked to. Um, let's just say he naturally liked to take care of the plans, right? And um, so he was a take charge kind of guy. He made plans, mm-hmm. which is acts of service. Yes, it is. Um, but made plans so you could spend time together, which is quality time, as you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's how you group it together. But 
how great is it if it just comes natural and it's not something that well, is Well, I mean, forced. if guys think through this and they do the acts of service and they do the quality time and maybe they bring her some flowers and give her a little gifts and tell her how beautiful she is, you might get a little physical touch at the end of the night. <laughs> Brad, Brad, Brad. Sorry, I can, I can see that's molding all five into one. Yeah, yeah. There, you, there you go. Yeah. See, I'm a thinker. You can't go in with an objective, with a, with a that's being expectation. A, that's being intentional. No expectation. It is being very intentional. Uh, somehow, <laughs> I think Brad has learned that lesson. Any other questions, comments, nothing? That we uh, I thought address? it was funny. Brent came on here and said, mow their yard in the heat. <laughs> so, <laughs> if that's an act of service, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Shirtless. <laughs> getting better. <laughs> so now we're becoming We're getting gift. warmer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. So let's wrap it up. Why don't you wrap? We've had a lot of fun today, too, by the way. So please don't send emails about how dirty sidekick Brad is. Um, let's wrap this up. So I think, I think what you've been saying for most of the, most of the time has simply been that this does help you just kind of start the process. It's, it's a foundation. It is it's not a, a tell all be all. It's a you tool. You can't just go, well, you didn't do this and he, and he doesn't. And she, the doesn't. best tool I think it is to be honest with you. I mean, if you're already in a relationship, it's a tool that you need to use to learn from and to grow from and to practice and to change because that's your relationship and you chose it. And that's what you do. Uh, but for singles, my advice to you would be read the book and use it as a foundation. Know what your love languages are. Go take the quiz and notice what somebody else's love languages are. And really, I can't say it enough. This, this comes down to this one saying, we've got to find people that love like we do. Whatever that looks like, right. the easiest way to go through life is to find somebody that loves like you and do. And even if you don't even look at these. Yeah, but but right. knowing them yeah. and knowing that... That's that connection chemistry thing. Yeah, and it would probably normally click and you would feel loved. That's how you would know is yeah. you would feel loved or not loved or you'd feel wanted or important or not important. Speaking of, um, I promised somebody, and this kind of, uh, kind of ties in, know how important you are in a relationship. I had a question from, uh, from somebody that I promised I would answer on the podcast. And I think it's a relevant question. She's dating a guy, a new guy, and, uh, they're not officially boyfriend and girlfriend yet, yet they're not Facebook official yet. They're exclusive They're which means they're not sleeping with anybody else. They're mm -hmm. exclusive so that she did say that was established, but she's wondering for introductions, like why she said, why can't I call him my boyfriend? It'll make it so much easier when people ask, um, when people ask who he is that I could just say my boyfriend, why can't we get to that place? So Brad, you're as a man, cause you are a man. I was going to say you are a man, but yes, yes you are Thank a man. You for He's establishing clearly that. a man. Um, why don't you answer <laughs> that wondered. from a man's standpoint? Because I have my viewpoint as a woman. That's a hard one for me because you know me and most of y'all know I'm kind of an open book. I would make, I would have fun with it. I don't know how, how long has this been? Uh, I, I want to say a couple months. I'm not sure. I mean, at that point, I think I would simply ask him, Hey, what am I supposed to call you when I introduce you and have some fun with it, lighten it up a little bit. And I think there's a reason if there's a reason he doesn't want to be called that mm -hmm. she needs to find out why. Okay. Because obviously he's not ashamed of being with her. They've, they're exclusive or whatever. But. She did want your answer because, and I love that you gave your answer because you would think that I would give that answer, but I wouldn't give that answer. So my answer would be, and it was, don't define things. Like when, if it's meant to be, and 
it's moving in that direction. Don't push it any faster than it's supposed to go. Let it evolve. If he wants to be your boyfriend and he wants to be called your boyfriend, he'll tell you that. And I think where people do go wrong is in trying to push too quickly. Things evolve as they need to if you allow them. And that's the thing that people get so caught up in is either labels or yeah, where is this we? going? What are we? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, and that's where you lose somebody. If you push somebody before they're ready, you're going to lose them. And if it's working out perfectly great, just let it be. Don't. Well, that's what, I mean, that happened to me. I, we were on, I, I'd gone out with somebody for probably six or seven dates. So you're just really starting to get down into the nitty gritty of, yeah. of things. And she's like, well, where's this going? What are we, gonna, I mean, what's your future? Like, what are you, what are you thinking that? How are we going to make this work? And what are your plans? For I'd this? run. And, I'd be like, okay. Oh, I did. I, that was it. I was like, um, <laughs> since you're, fun, but we since you're go. asking me that after six dates, uh, you know, there I, won't be a seventh. <laughs> I have, uh, I have a, I have many clients and I'm hearing this from guys with ladies is ladies are saying that they're not going to get physical, uh, with a man until they know that they're exclusive. And, you know, however long that may be, that may be a few dates, that may be uh, a month or two, whatever it may be, these women are using it almost as bait. I don't want to say that, but, but sort we, of feels let's, that way, though, let's not tie it to, I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, I get that you, you don't want to be physical with somebody that might be sleeping around and you shouldn't be, um, because there's lots of diseases out there. But why are they already thinking about that is my question. Like, but just, but at it's that almost, point, don't worry about it. It's almost like they have it preset, Brad, yeah, before exactly. they get in that they're like, this is, these are my rules. Right. And, um, and this is what you're going to abide by if you want to be with me. And uh, I, again, that these women end up breaking their rules. And I'm going to tell you something. If you even think you're going to break your rule, don't make a rule because then somebody's going to disrespect you. So well, I think it's funny when you hear somebody's like, well, I don't sleep with anybody until four months into the relationship. So at, at whatever day, then suddenly the next day, it's okay. <laughs> even we're adults, we even can make decisions. We can make our own decisions. Well, I mean, even if want. it's not the right person, they're like, well, at that point, you know, they're still learning about, I don't know. It's just kind of, so here's my little thing about, about, the love languages that I wanted to say real quick before you wrap it all up is that always remember too, is that we're, everybody's all five. Mm -hmm. You can't just focus on two, right? There are primaries and, and, and there is an order, but you have to do a little of all the stuff, right? Which back, like we've been saying is, is part of being in a relationship. It's part of loving someone as you do a little, a and be little cognizant, of be cognizant of their love languages. Know yours, be cognizant of theirs, make decisions accordingly. When you're getting in, if you're already in, make decisions accordingly. And, um, and it's all also about being bendable. People get too stuck in their ways when they get older and they don't want to change. And, uh, it requires two adults coming in to make sacrifices for each other. Uh, but decide, uh, very uh, carefully what sacrifices you want to make. So uh, thanks for tuning in today uh, to Lovability Podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today, and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information, and if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com, or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Stiers.